0: A civil rights icon realizes she's the descendants of slave owners as well as slaves. And perhaps she owes herself reparations. Plus, every once in a while, a court gesture gets it right. Woody Harrelson steps on the stage of Saturday Night Live and exposes the corruption of big government and the pharmaceutical complex that we've been talking about for months here on the deep end. And we're going to do a deep dive on the deep state because it's really not the deep state. It's the demonic state. I have the receipts. And tonight, we're going to go there. We're going to aim for YouTube to censor us full throttle here tonight on this, your favorite night of the week, the deep end of Tim Hatch Live. Yeah, everybody, welcome into the channel. Tim Hatch Live here on YouTube. Hey, make sure that you're hitting that like button, the subscribe button, the notification bell so that your smartphone can do something smart for you and notify you every time we go live here on the channel. It is an exciting time in which we live. Uh, Welcome to season six, episode 24. It's exciting, but it's also excruciating, is it not? I mean, really, we are seeing more and more. Up is down, left is right, wrong is right, and Christianity is fascist. Isaiah 5 keeps coming true for us here in the West. Woe to them that call evil good and good evil. But there's more to this cultural slide than we realize. Consider the transgender fascism advancing in Canada. And that brings me to Deep End News. Deep, deep, deep End News. And the, the, the news you choose if you could choose news. So a high school student was suspended and then arrested for saying that there are only two genders in Ontario, Canada. This is all in the name of diversity and amazingly happening at a Catholic high school in Renfrew, Ontario. The class, the high school suspended this student and had him arrested when he tried to show back up on campus for saying that there are only two genders. His name is Josh Alexander. He was suspended last November over comments made about gender in a class and told that he couldn't return to class until he recanted. This is the language of cultism. This is the language of theocracy, but not with God in charge. Satan's in charge. Satanocracy, I guess you would call it. So the kid says there are two genders, and an identity group is troubled, and he also tells that identity group that their identity can't trump biology. For this, he now faces fines, legal action, and the right to actually go to school. A lawyer representing Alexander, this is actually from uh, the news in Canada, A a lawyer representing Alexander said... That the school won't let him attend classes again until he agrees not to use the dead name of any transgender student and agreed to exclude himself from his two afternoon classes because those classes are attended by two transgender students who disapprove of Josh's religious beliefs. Yes, this is where we are, ladies and gentlemen. When when the trans cult disapproves of your religious beliefs, their religious beliefs trump yours, Alexander told National Post. That's the uh, source of this article. That he's never dead named another student, meaning they're meaning using their original name before transitioning. As for trans students disapproving Alexander's religious beliefs, maybe they want to reflect on the fact that they are attending a Catholic school. Imagine that. (laughs) This is a Catholic. This is a Catholic school uh, suspending one of its own Catholic students. And uh, the article goes on and says maybe it's time for uh, Ontario's policy to stop funding the Catholic school system. Yeah, there's nothing Catholic about this move at all but this is the indoctrination that is happening uh in the west it is happening more and more and i talk about it all the time because it's more than just going to affect you and your children you see i believe that there is a whole system behind the scenes that are making these things happen on purpose for a far more diabolical reason that is to control your very existence from the cradle to the grave now remember that this is Another evidence of what i'm talking about this is richard levine yes i dead named him yes the assistant secretary of department of health and human services for the united states government uh he made headlines by becoming the first trans woman <laughs> to achieve a federal uh, a position in the federal government but this is him talking about where the movement needs to go not just to, not just tolerate not just accepting but celebrating lgbtqia folk watch Uh, What I like to say is, you know, in in terms of diversity, I mean, diversity is so powerful for any organization, and diversity in all of its different aspects, um, including for sexual and gender minorities. Um, And um, you know, you don't want to have a tolerant environment, you know, gee, thanks for tolerating me. I really appreciate that. Um, And, you know, an accepting environment is good, but you really want to work on, on a welcoming and even a celebratory environment for diversity in all of its aspects, including for LGBTQ individuals. Um, and so, you know, uh, Hershey approached that. So, this is the mantra, there will be no tolerance, tolerance is not enough, there will be complete adoration of abhorrent p- human behavior, and it will continue to get worse, and it will affect your family, your children, your grandchildren. You think about the news that I've been covering on this channel lately about Andy Stanley, you know, the giga church pastor at North Point down in Georgia, who has definitely not spoken in any way biblically concerning human sexuality recently. Uh, I have it on good evidence that he has refused to speak outright against the sin of homosexuality, even in private conversations with pastors that he relates to. He has affirming pastors on his staff, female pastors on his staff, and he endorses affirming homosexual organizations in his church and is speaking at a conference, hosting the conference at his church this October. And you wonder about that move, like this move to stop fighting for these values and just kind of aligning with the culture. You think that that's going to appease them? No, and I've talked about this before. Not tolerance. They don't want tolerance. They don't want even acceptance. They want celebration and participation. And if you think Andy Stanley's making the right move, or any pastor for that for that right is making the right move when it when it comes to these cultural hot button issues you are wrong here's why sin does not stay stationary another common theme that i've been talking about a lot on the deep end but it's important that we re-emphasize it i want to share another article this from Protestia, a queer elca patrick's that is a that is their code name for a female ordained minister uh was ordained with drag queen nuns while jennifer knapp she's a former christian music artist serenades at the ceremony see that person in the middle that's don bennett This is an ordained, quote-unquote, ordained pastor in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Man, Luther would be rolling over in his grave if he saw this stuff. Here she is surrounded by drag queens and other abominable people. Uh, The article writes that Bennett, who pastors the Table Church in Nashville under the leadership of Bishop Kevin Strickland the the Southeastern Synod has a long record of LGBTQ and pro-abortion activism, but it is her ordination ceremony that is truly unforgettable. This is her attending a pride parade with only her breasts painted in pride colors and wearing no shirt. Yes, this is an ordained Lutheran minister, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Here she is marching in the pride parade wearing a shirt saying this bisexual pastor loves you. Uh, This is where you end up, Andy Stanley, and those who will follow him, on the path of acceptance and tolerance, because it does not end there. It must lead to celebration and participation. And again, Jennifer Knapp, who came out as homosexual, I think, back in 2004, uh, a formerly award-winning Christian artist in the, in the 1990s, now openly homosexual, sang at this woman's ordination as she was surrounded by drag queens. That is how you totally um, corrupt your congregation. You totally abandon the faith. You go apostate. And we have to call these people out because Paul does, and he names them by name in 1 Timothy and Second Timothy. See, sin doesn't stay put. It leads. It transforms. It dominates. Sin is not something that just you do. It's not just a mistake. It's a force. It's a, it's a force in the demonic kingdom. The God of this world uses sin to destroy and distort you. Uh, I consider this video that was put up by Liberty as an attack on wokeism, but really it's an attack on the reality of sin. It's actually just kind of showing us that sin is not stationary. You think about Sam Smith's transformation, um, Demi Lovato's transformation, Madonna's physical transformation, and then I think, I forget who this guy is. Somebody name him for me. Um, Their transformation over the years is just astonishing as they play the game with this cultural movement of progressivism, secularism, and sexual immorality. And it literally mutilates them. It changes them. The best thing you could do, the healthiest thing you can do. Look, I've seen a lot of people grow old. They don't all end up looking like that. They, I've actually seen a lot of godly Christian people get better with age. They look better with age because the Bible says that the righteousness is a tree of life. Uh, and uh, and then and, and those who eat his fruit are blessed. Uh, I butchered that uh, scripture, but nonetheless, the fact is true. Take the main star of the series I Am Jazz. Remember that show came out, I think, on Lifetime or one of those channels, and it celebrated uh, one parent's decision to capitalize on their little boy's transgenderism, their gender dysphoria, and they put him through all kinds of procedures, surgeries, gender-affirming hormone. Uh, procedures to, to make sure that he could live his true self. And I Am Jazz was a huge hit in the LGBTQ community. And he's still not happy. Poor Jazz, now her or he. Jazz Jennings. Uh, This is reported from Not not The Beat. Jazz Jennings, America's first trans child celebrity, admits all the surgeries and affirmations haven't helped. And here he, she is talking to his mother on the show recently. And just listen to the heartfelt cry of a broken sinner. I feel kind of all over the place. And like my mind is very cluttered and not clear. And I really want to have that clarity. I really want to understand myself and be able to read my own soul and what I want. And... It's just very challenging, and I think I'm kind of breaking down a little bit and spiraling into negativity. I just want to feel like myself. Like, that's it. I don't care. All I want is to be happy and feel like me, and I don't feel like me ever. Yeah. So let me get that verse right now that I had a chance to look it up as I played that video for you. It's from Proverbs 11.30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and whoever captures souls is wise. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and, and Jazz Jennings here is the exact opposite of that. This is a broken sinner. This is a hurting person, and no amount of cosmetic or prosthetic surgery on the outside and no amount of gender-affirming hormone therapy is going to change her soul, his soul. He needs healing but this is what our culture does they celebrate just on the show this person is happy is wonderful their life is just amazing they're their truest self You go to their twitter page and it says be who you are celebrate who you are but inside there is a brokenness why because they're missing out on the tree of life that god promises to us through jesus christ and this is a lot like other news today That really kind of cracks me up, but I have a real big pastoral point to make today about sin, about the root of sin, and about what we really need in our culture right now. A radical socialist lesbian professor and cultural icon named Angela Davis went on the show, Henry Louis Gates Jr.'s Finding Your Roots on PBS and discovered, ta-da! She's descended not just from slaves, but from slave owners, white slave owners at that. In fact, even a passenger on the Mayflower. This news just broke this past week. And I got to say, it is fantastic news because it reveals something that is so biblical and true. So here's the title of the article. Former Black Panther discovers one of her white ancestors arrived on the Mayflower. Uh, She sat down with Gates on the show and he revealed to her that her lineage is in fact half or a little bit, maybe even more white. And here was her response when she discovered that, and I'm gonna explain why it was so troubling to her in just a moment, watch. Any idea what you're looking at? That is a list of the passengers on the Mayflower. No, I can't believe this. No. My ancestors did not come here on the Mayflower. You, your ancestors no. came on the Mayflower. No, no, no. You no. are descended no, no, no. from one of the 101 people who sailed on the Mayflower. Oof. Watch this reaction. That's a little bit too much <laughs> yeah. to deal with right now. Did you ever in your wildest dreams think that you may have descended from people who laid never the foundation never. for this country kind of <laughs> never never let me just go back because i want you to see the reaction this very crystal clear um, revealing of you if you will of coming to terms with one's own sinfulness okay because for angela davis this is a like I said, a political social activist. She's a, an avowed lesbian. She's a socialist, a communist. She's a professor. Uh, she, she writes about how prisons are obsolete, that we need to defund the police. I mean, this, this is as far left as you get. And this is a woman who has convinced herself and thousands of other bright, well, I wouldn't say bright, but young minds in uh, California, the UC Santa Cruz campus, where she is a professor and tenure professor, by the way, that there is someone else to blame for all the evil in the world and that someone is this guy right here straight white christian heterosexual male this guy is to blame for all the problems in society well i agree with that i am to blame but so are you angela davis and this reaction to just realize that 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 she also has sin in her life Is is wonderful. Watch again. That's a little bit too much. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit too much to take. That's what happens when we're confronted with the reality that we're all part of the problem. And it's not like her black ancestors were saints and her white ancestors were evil. No, both were evil. We're all part of the problem. We're all descended from Adam, right? We all come through Adam, from Adam, actually from Noah too. And we all hate and vilify each other and demonize each other and look at each other as the problem. To justify ourselves. This is this old friends as the Garden of Eden, blaming others for why we are terrible people. And it doesn't fix the problem. Angela Davis found out that she was uh, one of her ancestors, not only to stand on the main flower, but her fourth great grandfather, Stephen Darden, was born in Colonial Virginia in 1750 and played drums in the Revolutionary War and then owned a farm and six slaves. <laughs> She also made discoveries about her mother, Sally Bell, who was found to be the daughter of a successful white Alabama lawyer who descended from a slave owner himself. So again, this is how it goes, friends. And just in case you were wondering, this is Angela Davis's resume. Political activist, Black Panther member, Communist Party in the 1960s, involved in armed violence, was once on the FBI's most wanted list. She's a socialist now, professor at UC Santa Cruz, wrote Our Prison's Obsolete, and is now in an open lesbian relationship. She also has an archive, that Harvard University purchased from her, filled with her letters, her story, her photos, uh, and is featured in its African American Studies Center. This, This woman has lived the American dream. She is very wealthy, she is very successful, and she is very revered. And she has made a nice life for herself on the fabricated idea that some people, based on the color of their skin, are evil, and other people, based on the color of their skin, are perpetual victims. And that's just not true, and it's not biblical. And it actually further divides us rather than uniting us. So who really is Angela Davis? She is a sinner who needs Jesus, just like Jazz Jennings. Just like you, just like me. What, what she really wanted to find out was that she was the victim of everyone else's sin. What she really wanted was her history to be a long list of grievances against white people to justify her actions and hatred of white people or white systems. What she wanted was an excuse to rationalize why she now had the right to be angry and get paid for it. What she wanted is what I'm sure she's taught, like I said, thousands of university students in California, the system is to blame. The system needs to be overhauled. And if we could only rehaul the system, everyone would live a better life. But what she found out is simply this, she, is part of the system. Every person is stained with sin. And this is why Jesus' words are always so refreshing. They're always so rending, if you will, of the heart. Right? Matthew chapter 7, verse 3, Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eyes and don't look at the log that's in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your own eye? When there's a log in yours, you hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. But there is within us, the sinful nature expresses itself both in unrighteous living and in supposed self-righteous living, you see. And so the sinful nature manifests itself by saying, well, let me blame those sinners for why I am who I am. We are desperate to expunge our record we typically look to exaggerate the bad record of others so that we can minimize our own faults. Here's the truth. We cannot drive out the sinfulness in our heart by pumping up the sinfulness in others. And and until we get there, we'll never receive the gospel, you see. But this is why the gospel matters. This is why the truth of Scripture matters when Paul talks about God tearing down the dividing wall of hostility between Jew and Gentile. Why? Because God reconciled both Jew and Gentile through the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. And because we are no longer enemies of God, we don't have to be enemies of anybody else. In fact, we can love our enemies because God, who was our enemy, and we made him our enemy through rebellion and sin, has overcome that animosity through his incredible love, made us one with Christ and one with each other, and through him, he reconciles all things under the banner of Jesus Christ. Every person is stained with sin, and we do ourselves and our world a huge favor when we come to terms with that, or we're going to blame each other and hate each other and continue to divide, which is exactly what our government wants, friends, which is exactly what our government wants. And that leads me to today's Deep End Commentary. The Deep End Commentary. Commentary. Okay, we need to discuss the power behind the progressive movement destroying American culture, because it's not just sin in us. It's sin in the agents that lead us. The agents that lead us are led by their father, the devil. Uh, Woody Harrelson is a cultural icon, but he made news this week by getting on Saturday Night Live and hosting and maybe going off off script at the end of his opening monologue. And the end of his monologue was profound, was important, was true. Uh, he does this little You know, play on words with the script that he was reading for a movie three years ago, right before COVID. And then he read the script and threw it away because who would believe it? But listen to how he describes the script. Watch. And start reading. Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? Being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. Yeah, no, no, that's funny. Uh, And for that, uh, Woody Harrelson was raked over the coals. Immediately, all the ideologues in the left-wing news media outlets scrambled to write about how it was an anti-vax conspiracy, a random rambling monologue. It's uh, a disturbing monologue. It's uh, wrong, 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 wrong. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. (laughs) And this is What we see again and again, every once in a while, the truth seeps out and then the cultural coordination kicks into high gear and tries to manipulate the conversation and drag us all back into their version of the truth. Now, what Woody Harrelson said is important. It's not new. It's not news to me. I've been talking about this for months, for years on this channel. But the question has to be, is it true? Because ultimately, that really is all that matters, is what what he said true. Now, I'm sure you're aware, I'm a big fan of Robert Kennedy Jr., who wrote the book, uh, The Real Dr. Anthony Fauci. I have it somewhere here on my shelf, but it's not visible right now. Uh, This guy is as far away from me politically as possible, but he has a great website that I would challenge, uh, encourage you to go to, childrenshealthdefense.org, and he wrote a two-part expose on his website recently, highlighting the history of government-sponsored news in this country and i encourage you to check it out in its entirety i'm going to give you some of the highlights of that expose part one in the title is cia's extraordinary role influencing liberal media outlets daily cause the daily beast and rolling stone like he talks about have you ever heard of operation mockingbird this is from the 1940s uh cia created top secret program used to wield influence over american media from as early as 1948 And a congressional investigation in the 1970s revealed that this operation was actually true and absolutely illegal. And uh, Congress acted and and passed a law outlawing this idea that the government should have any say in how the news was reported. Think state media, but not actually confessing to the fact that there is a state media. Well, the investigations revealed the the agency's key CIA collaborators included, and I kid you not, listen to these names, the Washington Post, Uh, The owner of that time was Philip Graham, CBS's owner William Paley, Time Life publisher Henry Luce, and top editors of The New York Times and Joseph Alsop, a very influential columnist uh, that died in 1989. But this is exactly what you imagine it is. A top secret government agency pays American media and news outlets to report Only certain things, and only in a certain way, and that's how you get the news you wouldn't choose, right? Little play on my bumper for the news here on the deep end. Consider the news about the JFK assassination. When he was assassinated, immediately the cover-up went into action. CIA-affiliated journalists were instrumental. In suppressing questions about the CIA's role in the Kennedy assassination, the agent's former chief, who hated JFK, Alan Dulles, crafted and defended the official lone shooter narrative from his chair running the West Warren Commission. Carl Bernstein uh, talks about in Rolling Stone that over a 25-year period, more than 400 American journalists had carried out assignments for the CIA, Carl Bernstein obviously of uh, the Watergate scandal fame. Uh, in relationship with Bob Woodward. So fast forward to the 1970s and then CIA director and future president George H.W. Bush, our 41st president, ended the relationship with the CIA and journalists. Quote, effective immediately, the CIA will not enter into any paid or contractual relationship with any full-time or part-time news correspondent accredited by any U.S. news agency, U.S. news service, newspaper, periodical, radio, or television network or station. Now, again, many people say, well, this doesn't exist. Well, if it doesn't exist, then why the statement by the CIA director then, George H.W. Bush? Like, right, right? if it didn't exist, if it wasn't happening, then why did he have to say that? Why did he have to put an end to that relationship? Because it did exist. The question now is, does it exist today? Yes, it does. Uh, This is a story from uh, Caitlin Johnston uh, out of New Zealand and a website called The Scoop a brilliant article by the way the CIA used to infiltrate the media now the CIA is the media and she talks about how news outlets have carried water and influenced policy on behalf of the CIA such as the weapons of mass destruction in Iraq narrative remember that from the early 2000s which literally was the impetus behind the disastrous Gulf War that uh, that, uh, took out Saddam Hussein and led to the rise of ISIS when Obama pulled out all the American troops and and chaos erupted and we were entrenched in a 20-year war that we never won the most powerful military in the world could not win I mean unbelievable how that happened well how did it happen because of a narrative that was formulated by the CIA in the early 2000s and fed to the New York Times and it was so apparent that the New York Times got this wrong they actually had to issue an apology stating that they totally got that narrative wrong but that was 20 years ago. What does that have to do with today? Well, consider the recent, more recent example of this, such as the Bounty Gate scandal, which alleged that Russians were paying Taliban militants to attack American troops down uh, when Trump was president. Now, this has also been a thoroughly debunked story as well, but it ran both in the New York Times and the Washington Post. And these were literally CIA talking points published to turn public sentiment against President Trump pulling out of Afghanistan prematurely and also to ratchet up antagonism against Russia. And the question must be asked, and I'm going to take a side note for a second here. Why are we always so pressed to believe that Russia is evil, is hideous, is horrible, that Vladimir Putin is the second coming of I don't know Stalin, Lenin, and uh, Adolf Hitler combined. Why? I'm ask. I'm asking for myself. Now, na- honestly, P- please don't cancel me for that question, YouTube. W- why are we paying billions of dollars to exacerbate a war, perpetuate a war between Ukraine and Russia over and over and over again? Janet Yellen, the head of the <laughs> of the Treasury, just went over and handed him another billion dollars. Why? what is going on we, we've got to ask questions like this at his recent state of the union address russian president vladimir putin spoke of the west self-destruction i just want you to watch what he says here and consider yourself consider the question i just asked why are we told that this man is so evil Noah. We cannot be defeated on the battlefield. That's why they continue to ramp up their information warfare, often targeting younger generations. They lie by distorting historical facts non-stop attacking the Russian culture. Our Orthodox Church and other religious organizations of our country have a look at what they are doing to their own people. Destroying the family unit, having perversions towards children by declaring pedophilia is normal and forcing priests to recognize same-sex marriages. Makes you want to tell them to look at scriptures and holy books of all great religions, everything is written there, especially the fact that a family can only be a union of a man and a woman. But for them, even these holy scriptures are being doubted. Millions of people in the West understand that they are being led into spiritual destruction, Directly speaking, the Western elites have lost their mind and they cannot be cured. But as I said, this is their problem. But we have to stay responsible in protecting our children from degradation and degeneration. And you have to ask the question with me. Why are we told that that man is so evil, so bad, so wrong, so horrible? I'm not a fan of him. And I'm not saying we should like him. But could it be that there is a disinformation campaign sponsored by our federal government to perpetuate a war that we probably shouldn't be involved in for whatever nefarious reasons are behind the scenes that we don't understand? And I dare not speak that I understand them. I'm no fan of Putin, but he's not wrong there, is he? And God has spoken truth through people named Nebuchadnezzar. Cyrus the Persian, even the high priest Caiaphas, who oversaw the illegal trial that put Jesus Christ on the cross. Our country is hell-bent on demonizing Russia to keep sending money to Ukraine to fight a proxy war while controlling the news we hear about it. That is what I'm saying. And Caitlin Johnson summarizes this very, very wonderfully in the Consortium News Outlet, writing, quote, it's funny how the most influential news outlets in the Western world will uncritically parrot whatever they're told to say by the most powerful and depraved intelligence agencies on the planet, and then turn around and tell you without a hint of self-awareness that Russia and China are bad because they have state media. Sometimes all you can do is laugh. We have state media, yes, she's right. We have state media. And I want to take it back because it was there. George Bush, director of CIA, cuts it out, and then it comes roaring back. When did it come roaring back? You'll never believe it. A BuzzFeed article that we found here on The Deep End talks about that in 2012, Congress wrote a bill that was signed by President Obama lifting restrictions on propaganda news in in the government or from the government. Uh, Just listen to the article. Uh, An amendment that would legalize the use of propaganda on American audiences is being inserted into the latest defense authorization bill. The amendment would strike the current ban on domestic dissemination of propaganda material produced by the State Department and the Independent Broadcasting Board of Governors according to the summary of the law of the White House Rules Committee's official website. This is not on the screen, but it says the tweak to the bill essentially would neutralize two previous acts. The Smith-Munt Act of 1948 and Foreign Relations Authorization Act in 1987 that had been passed to protect U.S. audiences from our own government's misinformation campaigns. This is back on the screen. It says, The bill supporters say that the informational material used overseas to influence foreign audiences is too good not to use at home, and that new techniques are needed to help fight al-Qaeda, a borderless enemy whose own propaganda reaches Americans online. The new law would give sweeping powers to the government to push television, radio, newspaper, social media onto the U.S. public. It removes the protection for Americans, says a Pentagon official who's concerned about the law. It removes oversight from the people who want to put out this information. There are no checks and balances. No one knows if the information is accurate, partially accurate, or entirely false. According to this official, senior public affairs officers within the Department of Defense want to get rid of the Smith month and other restrictions because it prevents information activities designed to prop up unpopular policies like the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Again, this is an article from 2012 and 13 is when Obama signed uh, the law that removed those restrictions uh, that were in place by the Smith Month uh, Act. I re- we researched this extensively this week just to make sure that what we share with you is true. And we stumbled across this article from the Libertarian Institute, the Smith Month Modernization Act from Propaganda to Censorship to Tyranny, written by Lori Calhoun. And she talks about how the Smith Month Modernization Act, HR fifty seven thirty six, making it legal for government-produced media such as the broadcast, uh, such as was broadcast overseas by Voice of America, Radio for Europe, and other outlets through the Cold War, to be directed toward U.S. citizens themselves. Now, of course, if you Google this information, and I challenge you to do so, you're going to find all kinds of articles underneath that first few pages that what I'm talking about is thoroughly debunked. Wonder why? because they're in on it ladies and gentlemen and she writes in this article if it is true that the american people are being propagandized by the u.s government through its control of major media outlets and tech giants aka youtube and google then any assertion to that effect will be countered and ultimately defeated by yet more government propaganda Yeah, it makes perfect sense pay no attention to that man behind the screen and here's the real danger consider the last three years Consider what we have been through. Consider how hard life has been, particularly for our youngest people and those who were most vulnerable to the last three years of government propaganda and how lives were literally upended, churches were closed, and freedoms were restricted, all in the name of, quote, unquote, safety, according to the experts. This article wonderfully details this because pandemic has been redefined by the experts to include viruses such as covid-19 with a 99.5 survival rate a percent survival rate similar to that of the seasonal flu such a treaty would spell the end of personal liberty and bodily autonomy with citizens criminalized for not accepting injections of whatever the WHO deems necessary in the name of public health why am i telling you all this You might think oh gosh pastor has gone full conspiracy theory no i'm just doing research and i'm sharing what i found and i'm telling you this because woody was right but kind of mistaken the drug cartels by that he means big pharma moderna and pfizer and all those other companies did not have to buy up the median politicians these entities were already owned by the federal government itself and you say well what does the pastor have to do telling me all this information Because what we must remember, biblically speaking, is that government has very rarely been an agent for good in the lives of God's people. Consider Herod, who tried to murder the young boys in Bethlehem. Consider Pharaoh, who enslaved God's people Israel. Consider Nebuchadnezzar. Consider a host of other pagan leaders, pagan uh, uh, notable uh, kings and government officials that oppressed and abused people for the sake of their own vanity and their own schemes. Ladies and gentlemen, you are being manipulated by your government all the time, and you need to be aware of it. This is entirely biblical. Actually, Psalm 2 says it right out. It says in Psalm 2, 1, why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? Look at the next verse. The kings of the earth, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers, what? Take counsel together. That's called the W-E-F, by the way, right there. Okay. Against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their courts from us. You see, government is not always an agent of good. Yes, we have to submit to government. We have to follow the law. We have to do all those things. That's absolutely true. But when government shows its hand, when government shows you what it is, believe it. Because government ultimately wants your allegiance, because government is under the control of Satan. Now, obviously, Satan, we know theologically is under the control or under the sovereignty of God. God allows Satan to do these things to disrupt, to lead some to himself, absolutely, to cause people to seek him. And if you're a Christian, you need to bask in the fact that God knows you and has you in the palm of his hand. What ultimately is this God of the, the God of this world doing? He's dividing us. He's separating us through government sponsored propaganda. It's Black History Month. This is the last day, actually, of Black History Month. And here's the fact. Racism is still OK as long as it's directed against white people. And I kind of find that amazing that videos can be produced such as the one that I'm about to show you put out by the cut that has government strings all over it. Uh, this, uh, this video is appalling. Fair warning, it is full on racist. Black people asked, what are white people superior at? And here was their response. What are white people superior at? exactly are white people superior at? They're real good at violence. Violence. Genocide. It's like stealing people's lives just because they feel like it. If you are white and you know this is happening, and you say nothing, then you're a killer too. What exactly are white people superior at? Insecurity. Pretending. Fear. Being fearful of nothing. Being ignorant. Blame. Letting their egos control their every move. Superior at being. What exactly are white people superior at? Oppression. Gaslighting. Lack of empathy. Intellectualizing oppression. Did I say oppression? What exactly are white people superior at? Taking what's not there. Taking. Taking our ideas, copycat gentrification, appropriating things that do not belong to them, taking over other people's cultures, and making you believe that they invented it. Maybe they're thinking of it as repurposing. It's like recycle and repurpose. As my grandma would say, the white folk they'll take it if you don't copyright it. They are very good at destruction of land, destruction of people, destruction of humanness. Republican, whether they're really Democrat, whether they're really conservative, like white people are really good at upholding white supremacy. How about claiming that, you know, they are actually a whole separate race when actually white DNA comes from the black female. So what exactly are white people superior? Honey, lying, stealing and cheating. Manipulation. Withholding information. Lying. Telling lies. Okay, so on and on, they go there, full on racist. Now you could never make that video with any other group of people in the conversation. You could not make that video with Asian people, with Jewish people with Latin, Latin American people, Hispanic people, you you could, it's blatantly racist and it doesn't get canceled, it gets promoted. Because this is how they do what they do. They get us to get talking about that kind of content so that they can continue to do the things that control our lives in other weird, mysterious, uh, nefarious ways. And then we're too busy fighting ourselves and hating on each other to hold them accountable when they lie and seek to control our lives because more control is coming. COVID was a test. COVID was a test, ladies and gentlemen. And all the news has been coming out about this and we need to talk about that uh, today on the deep end. Um, Remember, we are living in times when the only difference between a conspiracy and the truth is time. (laughs) <laughs> that's it. It was in 2020 when everyone dumped on Trump for suggesting COVID came from a lab. Conspiracy, said Vice News. Something out of a comic book, said CNN. 30% of the US believe uh, in the US believe a coronavirus theory that's almost certainly not true. Over and over again we were told there's no such truth to the fact that COVID originated in a lab. Well, now the Wall Street Journal reports this week that COVID who has leaked from a lab? Yeah, and this is actually from the Department of Energy that is raising these concerns. And the article, you can read it for yourself here. The U.S. De- Energy Department has concluded that the COVID pandemic most likely arose from a laboratory leak, according to classified intelligence report recently provided to the White House and key members of Congress. The shift by the Energy Department, which previously was undecided on how the virus emerged, is noted in an update to a 2021 document by Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haynes' office. The new report highlights how different parts of the intelligence community have arrived at disparate judgments about the pandemic's origin. The Energy Department now joins the Fed the FBI in saying the virus likely spread via mishap at a Chinese factory. Four other agencies along with the National Intelligence Panel still judge that it's likely a result of a natural transmission transmission and two are undecided. So again, this is how the truth comes out. It slowly leaks. This is the Department of Energy and FBI, and pretty soon there'll be other federal agencies that will come around on this issue. But We were told that if you said these kind of things, you'd be canceled from, you'd be unblocked on Facebook and Twitter and social media, your life and your free speech would be restricted on these platforms because they were in league with the government to make sure that there was one consistent narrative that was spoken to you to ultimately control and dominate your life. Every once in a while. Like like I said, the court gestures come to the truth. This was a, a video that surfaced again online because of this recent finding about the Energy Department's decision on COVID's origins. John Stewart appeared on st- uh, Late Night with Stephen Colbert and talked about this. I think this was about a year ago. Listen to what he says. What what, what do you mean by? That? Do you mean like well, there's so perhaps there's there's a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance? Well, but I'm, I don't. So, I, 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 oh my God! There evidence? I'd love to hear it. There's I just don't a know. N- novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. That's just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they I, ask I, those scientists, they're like, how did this, so wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan respiratory coronavirus lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. Yeah. Uh, This is not news this has been slipping out little by little here and there along the way and we have to be aware of it it was Donald Trump who was saying this in 2020 watch and my question is have you seen anything at this point that gives you a high degree of confidence that the Wuhan Institute of virology was the origin of this virus yes I have yes I have and I think that the World Health Organization should be ashamed of themselves because they're like the public relations agency for China. And this country pays them almost $500 million a year, and China pays them $38 million a year. And uh, whether it's a lot or more, it doesn't matter. It's still, they shouldn't be making excuses when people make horrible mistakes, especially mistakes that are causing hundreds of thousands of people around the world to die. So he was right. Once again, and you know, I, I don't do this to prop him up, but I really wish that he would have avoided Twitter and the stupid scuffles with D-list celebrities while he was in office. He might be president still to this day, but maybe it's good that he's not president because all this stuff is starting to come out so that we can see how corrupt our government really is. Now, speaking of corruption within the government, you might have heard news, and this is Reuters reporting last week, that the Georgia grand jury probe of Trump bid to overturn election results had recommended charges against many in his administration. Now, what does a grand jury do? Just so you know, a grand jury is someone who advises a, a state's prosecutor uh, against a person, uh, but that there might or may not be a case against that person, so it goes to a grand jury, random people are selected, put on the jury, it could be up to, I think, 24 people. In this case, it was 16 people, 16 average ordinary Jordans who were selected to hear the evidence and make a recommendation to the state's prosecutor against the Trump administration for trying to interfere with the election results of 2020's uh, presidential election. Well, it came out that said, yes, we're going to bring indictments against several of Trump's you know, cohorts in this matter. Um, except that there was... Some interesting people involved here. Actually, one interesting person. The foreperson of the jury, the grand jury, loves the spotlight and appeared on every talk show that would have her, and she's a bit of a loon. And here she is on the news. Watch. What do you want people to know about this process and about your work? That really, really, when it came down to it, We were just people looking into something, and that's worth it. Did you personally want to hear from the former president? I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. Mm. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in, I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. This is the foreperson of a jury that is going to recommend prosecution against the former president, potentially. Going around like a giddy little schoolgirl, looks about 12 years old. Uh, Her name is Emily Kors, and (laughs) she represents where America has come to. (laughs) She is quite the character. Her social medias have all been expunged, save her Pinterest account. And her Pinterest account is full of what? You guessed it. No, you didn't guess it. But here's what it's filled with paganism and witchcraft she's an avowed Wiccan. Yes, this woman practices witchcraft, posts, spells, incantations, and tips on how to practice witchcraft on her social media accounts. I'm guessing who she voted for, and I'm pretty certain not who, who that is. Trump's life and this whole experience is becoming a movie script. Witches are literally coming out of the woodwork and showing their hand. And nobody cares. Because, like I've said before in this channel, the devil doesn't have to hide anymore. He just comes out and bees who he be is who he is, and no one says a thing. Because the deep state is really a demonically inspired and led state. And that is my pastoral concern here. Consider this news out of the Vatican. As exorcism demand continues to rise, Vatican to hold training. This article is Uh, really eye-opening. It says, There is a war being waged between good and evil. Faith in God will lead us in one direction. Lack of faith will lead us in another. That's how Father Vincent Lambert, Catholic priest and designated exorcist for the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, described his work in a feature with Vice News. Exorcists like Father Lambert have been noting the rise in the demand for exorcism, exorcism across the U.S. and globally. For the nearly... Uh, for nearly the last two decades, he says, when he was appointed as an exorcist for the Indianapolis Archdiocese in 2005, Father Vincent was one of 12 such specialized Catholic priests around the country. When he spoke to Vice in 2016, that number had grown exponentially to, in 10 years to 50 exorcists. That number is now estimated to be around 125 to 150. And I have studied up on Catholic exorcism and, and I do believe it is the real deal. And I would say that as Protestants and myself as a Protestant pastor, we're on the same team here with Catholic priests who are driving out demons and we should not uh, invalidate them. We should rather support them. There is a movie coming out based on uh, Father Amareth's life uh, and it's starring Russell Crowe and the title of the movie is The Pope's Exorcist. Uh, so, so here's what we're seeing, by the way. We're just seeing a rapid rise of demonic activity. We're seeing Wiccans take over grand juries. We're seeing uh, the news that we watch daily, that even if we don't watch it, our neighbors watch it, that has been co-opted by the the state, the government, the federal government of the United States, and this is happening as they shut down the world through COVID pandemics, lie to us about the efficacy of masks and vaccines, and lockdown orders and feel their way toward the one world government that will literally lock down the economy in such a way that unless you take the mark of the beast, you cannot buy or sell, you cannot eat or survive. Now, I do not say that to alarm you or to cause you stress. I say that to show you that the Bible is 1000% true. It gets proven true over and over and over again, even as the cultural West Uh, destroys itself. What is our hope? Our hope is that Jesus said, when you see these things, lift up your eyes and look, for your redemption draws nigh. And so we see the revival of Asbury that we talked about last week. We see drippings of God doing these things, allowing the God of this world to do these things, to open people's eyes, hoping—I'm hoping that this channel opens your eyes, that you see the truth, that you wake up to this reality and see the lies that are all around you and know that it's not just a political persuasion, it is a spiritual war we are in. And the good news is that in some ways, wins are still there to be had. And I want to close out this episode with a segment of really good news to talk about just that. Really, really, really good. That's really good news. It's good. The good news is thats the, that there is still a hunger for God. On the heels of the Asbury revival, the movie about another revival in the 1970s has drawn larger crowds than expected at the box office. The Christian Post reporting, Jesus Revolution sees stunning opening weekend finishes third at the box office. It, they call it a miraculous turn out. The film from John Erwin and Brent Mac- McCorkle and starring Kelsey Grammer, one of my favorites, by the way, and Jonathan Rumi of The Chosen and Joel Courtney brought in an estimated $15.5 million, more than double the original estimate between 6 and $7 million. So people want to see this stuff. Uh, I encourage you to go see the movie. I'm going to go see the movie. I am thrilled to go see this movie. And I am looking forward to seeing the story behind all that, because again, like I talked about, I am the product of the revivals of the 1970s, the 1900s. My first youth pastor was a former hippie who was saved from drugs and alcohol and came to Christ radically and led me and several of my friends to Jesus Christ and discipled us in the faith, verse by verse, going through the Bible. Calvary Chapel, one of the largest um, denominations in the country, was the offshoot of the Jesus revolution that happened in the 1970s when hippies got saved. So my point in telling you all that I told you tonight is not to alarm you, but to show you that God is still working through the Holy Spirit and even through what the devil and the governments of this world mean for evil to accomplish his good, the saving of many lives. That's the heart of the gospel. The cross was evil, the cross was horrible, the cross was uh, bloody and vile, and yet God turned it for good. He turned the death of Jesus Christ for our good. We are saved through His death. What looked like a defeat was actually a triumph over the kingdoms of this world and the powers and the principalities of this world. And so that is the heart of the matter, friends. That's why I do this content, so that I can teach you how to discern what you see around you, through the lens of the gospel and the scriptures that guide you. And I hope that it helps you not give up, not despair, but to draw near to Christ and know that in spite of all the evil around us, Jesus is still on the throne and He is for us. That's the show, everybody. Check out the website TimHatchLive.com for the merchandise that's available. Support the channel if you will. Bad news, there will be no deep dive tomorrow night, and there will be no 10 questions on Thursday. My week is tremendously busy doing my pastoral work, as I should be, and I would ask for your grace in that matter. But it's been an absolute pleasure to be with you tonight. I hope that this content has helped you and given you a firmer conviction to trust in Jesus now more than ever before, for he is closer to coming back than we've ever seen. And the signs are all there. God bless you. Have a great night.